0: Hello and welcome to the Female Health Show. My name is Raquel and today we're talking about stress, what it is and how we can manage it. So first off, what makes us so stressed? Well, we just have to look at the current environment, this global trauma, this COVID-19 situation has been horrible and there are many situations for everyone and it's been a little bit different for everyone, whether it be work, relationships, family stress, um, the inability inability to see your family maybe at this current point, Uh, The lack of interaction with the environment, the outside world and the the outdoors, so not just people, but also nature. Traffic, people get really angry in traffic, hey? Uh, Time, maybe lack of time or not enough time or feeling like they're running out of time, like aging type of thing is something that a lot of young people express they get stressed about. Kids, being malnourished, lack of sleep, overtraining is also a stress to the body. Um, So these are some things that do make us stressed, but we need to understand how to manage this because if we don't know how to manage our stress, then we are actually impacting our DNA in a very bad way. And I'm going to go into how that kind of works very briefly so you can get a good understanding as to why we need to manage our stress better. The way we need to understand stress is we have two separate responses in our in our system or our body. So we've got the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. So the sympathetic nervous system is a fight or flight response. It's fleeing from danger, uh, protecting others or ourselves from danger, and also can be in relation in relation to exercise. So, like I said before, what makes us stress sometimes overtraining can be a stress on the body. Now, we've also got the parasympathetic. Now, the parasympathetic gets a good rap because it's the rest and digest. It's the one where we are relaxed, we're happy, um, and our body is digesting food and it's not actually storing it as fat. The reason why people store food as fat rather than using it for the muscle to work for our exercise or perhaps recovery is because cortisol is actually a blood glucose immobilizing hormone. So what does that mean? It pretty much means that it prevents it from moving. Cortisol, being overly stressed, prevents blood glucose, so sugar in our blood, um, from moving around the body and actually being utilized by muscles um, and by organs that need it. So in order to drop that high level of um, cortisol, um, We actually need insulin to put it somewhere. And insulin, if there's no room in the muscle or that hasn't been used so let's just say we've been sitting at our desk we're getting really upset at the current situation your kids are annoying you you haven't got food prepared you're really stressed out now and things are just feeling really overwhelmed so now insulin needs to actually pull that um, blood glucose and puts it into the fat cell so you're not actually exercising you're just at home getting angry or perhaps you're sitting in traffic getting angry but you're not actually running you're not fleeing from danger you're not preventing harm or chasing other's down in you know in tribal sense you're just sitting at home getting all riled up and angry so that insulin pulls it into the fat cells and therefore we gain fat from being stressed that that's exactly how it works sympathetic nervous system responses look like heart rate rising blood pressure increasing uh, red-faced clammy sweaty uncomfortable it's that nervousness that um, really it feels like anxiety almost so you're going to have this reoccurring anxiety which is what i'm trying to say um, if you don't know how to manage it which we're going to get to very soon so the ways in which this affects our dnas um, our dnas the ways the ways in which it affects our dna is very much related to how we live our lives so our lifestyle um, and the way we manage our stress and if you're not managing it well this is how it impacts our dna so i read a book it's called the telomere effect it's by elizabeth blackbird and elisa apple and it was a fantastic book and it talked about At the time when I was reading it, I really wanted to understand why stress was so bad for our body and the way in which we live our life, how it impacts um, our DNA and our aging and our process. Because I believe, I think it was at the time my grandfather passed away because he had Alzheimer's and my line of family has Alzheimer's and they also have cataracts. And I really don't want to go down that path. I don't want to be old and not at least have tried to actively um, prevent disease. So this is why I read the book and I would highly recommend it because it's a fantastic read. It's easy to read. It's an adult book. It is. It's got complex language, but the, di- the diagrams and the graphs make it really easy for adults to understand. So it pretty much tells us how our DNA will be expressed if we don't look after our bodies. So let's just co- easily let's just make this easy. So let's compare two people the same age. Let's just say there's two mums, mum A and. Uh, She has maybe two kids. She looks after herself by uh, doing exercise five days a week. She does a little bit of resistance training. Maybe she does a little bit of cardio too. Maybe she goes for walks and does a little bit of bike riding. Um, She eats really well. She follows a Mediterranean diet and that's just something that she's grown up with. So it's not really a diet. It's just part of her lifestyle. She has seven to eight hours of sleep a night and she um, she also has a really good relationship at home. So she communicates. Things obviously aren't always, you know, uh, sunshine and rainbows, but they communicate, and they have a really good, loving relationship. She got support around her as well. Um, her income status um, is average, but she's a happy person, and she works, and she comes home, and she's 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 a, she's able to um, live comfortable but she's not worried about the future. Let's just put it that way. Then you've got person B. She's also a mum. She has three kids as well, but she really can't handle the stress of her life. She has an unloving relationship. Um, Her income, she also works at, um, she also has an average income, but Let's just say for this example, um, she's really worried about the future and having three kids and not being able to support them. Um, She's a smoker, she drinks um, quite often, and she doesn't exercise. So you've got two different people on the ends of the spectrum. And let's just say she's a shift worker too. So her sleep schedule is really bad. It's fucked. And let's just to put it kindly, shift workers, if you're listening to this... You need to prioritize your sleep as best you can because your body really needs to sleep. And if you guys want to know more about sleep and how important sleep really is, I would highly recommend to listen to Joe Rogan's podcast with Dr. Matthew Walker. Fantastic podcast. It is quite long, but it's going to allow you to understand why sleep is so important as well for our DNA and our future and our life, our life expectancy and our life quality. Highly recommend. Now, let's just get back to this. So we've got the two mums who have completely different lifestyles, except they've got some similarities. They work an average income. They also have three children. So when we put it in this instance, you've got someone who's taking care of themselves and managing their life far better, even though they're kind of in the same situation. But just to keep it simple for this, person B is going to go through potentially a lot more um, stress-related Uh, issues and responses and not manage her life as well as she could and probably have a lower quality of life and a lower life expectancy than person A. So you can see here how these two people can probably um, will be very different in their life expectancy and their life quality because of their things that they're doing actively in their life versus so-so exercising versus not exercising, um, eating a healthy diet versus smoking and drinking. So you've got those two comparisons. And this is a stress on the body. So this book details how uh, the ends of the chromosomes, these telomeres, and this is why the book is called The Telomere Effect, because inside the telomeres, which is at the very tip of the chromosomes, you've got the DNA inside of there and you've got the base pairs, which you may have learned this in science, a pairs with t and g pairs with c and this book details how the dna will be expressed if you don't look after your life so again going back to that example um the the person b's dna is going to be harmed and um shortened and if that dna is not um i think they termed it as like not cut off but got like it's kind of like the body ends up losing that transcription because it's not valuable anymore if the body doesn't end up losing it there is a chance of disease illness or deformity of some sort so definitely have a read of that book or look it up or find something on youtube that can talk to you about telomeres Um, it goes into a lot of detail and it's very very good the book also talks about lifestyle factors like sleep and stress and uh, food choices as well which is very helpful because this is my line of work and this is why I've called the podcast The Female Health Show because we're talking about female health in a holistic sense. So maybe let's just go into how we can manage stress because there are a lot of things in there that's going to relate to this conversation. So meditation, mindfulness and yoga are very uh, common and they are very, they're always recommended. They're always recommended and For me, mindfulness is something that I did try. Um, I didn't find it as helpful as meditation. I used meditation for a whole year and it completely changed my anxiety that I was having. There was one part of my life when I was really struggling with anxiety and very low moods. um, And I turned to meditation briefly once a day and I just felt that I was a lot more calmer. There were some situations where meditation really wasn't helpful and I felt a little bit more stressed out but it allowed me and it taught me techniques and ways of thinking about my thoughts that I was having at that time. And something that I do want to leave you with in this section is you are not your thoughts. Your thoughts are simply there. They are like clouds passing through the sky. You just need to let them flow and just accept them. The more you fight the thoughts in your head, the harder it is to move forward. And if you can never move forward and let go of the thoughts that are in your head, you're going to feel a lot. A lot worse constantly because thoughts are so random we have thousands of thoughts a day like imagine trying to hold on to every thought and analyzing every thought why you're thinking that and stuff it's really uncomfortable so I do want to make sure that you understand that thoughts are simply like clouds in the sky they come and they go there's you don't need to hold any judgment to any thought that you have so the other ways of managing stress um, that I didn't go through is yoga breath work cold showers fit up on a wall music Dancing. I don't know how you can be sad dancing to music, like happy music at least. Um, it's fantastic. Singing um, that tones the vagus nerve, and something that maybe I can talk about in a post later this week. Um, laughter laughter is highly underrated and the more you laugh um, the more you actually um, encourage the parasympathetic nervous system so that rest and digest which is really really positive same with breath work so breathing in through your abdomen rather than short and sharp through your chest so if you were to breathe right now breathe through your nose let your tummy expand and then let the air out through your lips and just slightly part the lips a little bit So you should be able to do that and comfortably work with your breath in order to keep you into the present moment, which is similar to mindfulness. Um, Cold showers is something that I recently learned about. Kind of a cool thing to do. (laughs) I would highly recommend trying it. Um, it is a little bit traumatic at the start, but then you start laughing at the end and you're like, oh my god, why did I do that? And you feel very refreshed. I don't know if you ever jumped into a cold bit of water and fully submerged yourself in water. There's a really amazing place in Queensland, I think it's called Mason's Mason something. Oh gosh, it's in the Dane tree and it was absolutely beautiful. And we jumped in this absolute pristine cold. Water and it was so refreshing and it just made you feel so good. Anyway, highly recommend some cold showers, 30 seconds, maybe every morning. Um, that'll induce some definite refreshness. Um, feet up on a wall. So, if you have your legs laying straight up on a wall, apparently that's also quite helpful by bringing the blood flow into the abdomen. So, it'd be a really cool time to practice some breath work there as well. You could easily watch a show or something at the same time. I think something that's underrated is laying in the sun. So, or being outside so i like being grounded with nature and that's something that i'll always continue to do but i think being outside is just so refreshing and even though we've got some restrictions on being outdoors you can still find some spaces in your house that you know have the sunshine and you can lay in the sun and you know vitamin d is very good for the immune system as well so if you are feeling unwell definitely get in this get out in the sun and um, feel the light you know it's actually a really positive and fun experience Um, A lot of people are disconnected from earth. And I think this is why there are a lot of people with anxiety out there because they are struggling with understanding their place within themselves. So I think earth is very grounding and something that I would highly encourage. The more the other things that we can do that are actually quite proactive and require actively practicing these because they come down to habits. And the thing is when we constantly do the same habit over and over and over again it can be really hard to get out of that and i'm recently just been learning from james clear and his atomic habits and it's an incredible read and i'm watching some of his stuff on youtube as well and the way he talks about habits is really good and i think i'll save some of that juicy stuff for another podcast but habits can be very hard to break free from especially if you've been doing them for years but It's not to say it's impossible. So with these ones, uh, with managing stress, I've turned them down to lifestyle factors and lifestyle improvements. So going back to sleep for a little bit, seven to nine hours a night, turning lights off and dimming them, making sure that you have blue light filters on your phones. Putting your phone away from you, uh, reducing the EMFs, flight mode is highly encouraged. Just getting rid of any of that electronic or technology device as well before bed would be highly uh, recommended. Uh, Although... You know, I think this is really hard in our day and age because we're so used to it. And like I was saying before, when you keep doing something over and over again, because it's easy, because it makes you feel good, um, it can be really hard to break free of that and, you know, change the practice of reading or just turning the the technology off. So sleep is very important. Um, Get a better routine. Food choices. This has to be something that is underrated. Highly underrated as well with lifestyle. Um, So 90% of our serotonin approximately, approximately 90% of serotonin lives in our gut. So our digestive tract and the digestive tract talks to the mind. So whatever you're feeding your body, your mind will also uh, express that. So if you're having a lot of anxiety, maybe you just need to have a look at what you're eating as well. Because if you're constantly eating processed refined sugars, processed meats, and a lot of packaged foods, your mind is going to transcribe that as um, not dangerous or deadly, but it's not going to be as Um, smooth sailing as it would be by having some cooked sweet potato uh, some chicken breast or some you know beautiful lean steak with avocado or olive oil or butter the quality of food is definitely going to play a role on how our mind works as well and this is why stress anxiety and food uh, have this really synergistic relationship because of how they work together and that's part of the HPA and HPG access, which is something that maybe I can talk about in other podcasts as well. I would highly recommend to learn about your food habits and write down all the foods that you're eating currently. So do a whole week of that, write in a journal or however you would track your food, you would like to track your food at least, um, write it down and see what you're eating and circle all the processed and packaged foods that you've eaten in a week and if it equates to more than 80 percent of your total intake over a week of packaged foods then you know that you must you mustn't be feeding your body the way that it should be so you know you need to kind of look at hunter and gatherer times when we would forage and go and collect our food and hunt our food so you know we've kind of got a Bring in the same light of going to a supermarket. When you go to a supermarket, you've got your veg section, you've got your meat section and your poultry, and then you've got all these packaged stuff on the other side and canned things. Packaged foods aren't what we'd normally hunt and gather. So, you know, just try and have that um, thought in your mind when you go shopping or when you pay for food don't underestimate food and how it can affect our mind and our a- anxiety so you know make sure that your um, basket isn't full of 80% packaged foods it needs to be 80% fresh food and maybe maybe 20% package that's a lot still in my eyes um I'd obviously a lot 95% fresh food and 5% like one or two items at the most that's packaged um If it's organic, um, then probably get a little bit of leniency, but if it's not organic and it's not gluten or dairy free, then you want to limit that to at least once, one one item in your basket. I know that sounds really harsh, but in my mind, that just means my body is going to be open and exposed to toxins and chemicals and preservatives that it's not normal for my body to have. So that wraps it all up for today. I'm talking about stress. Um, if you have any questions or would like to ask me about stress, uh, feel free to DM me or email me the Female Health Show uh, on Instagram or at gmail.com. You can also find me at RaquelFitPT on Instagram or RaquelFitBT.com on um, a website, and you can email me there as well. Um, look, I hope you enjoyed that. That's probably, this is my first, not probably this is my first podcast and I'm really excited to share it. And I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any thoughts again, please let me know. Um, if you have any requests for podcasts that I should record, or you'd like to hear me record, let me know as well. I'll be back on here very soon. I look forward to speaking to you all very soon. (laughs) Bye everyone.